The main road that climbed through Naglamund town toward the castle was full of drifting snow. The houses and shops on either side had nearly disappeared beneath a smothering blanket of deadly white. But even those buildings not yet covered were as deserted as the shells of long-dead animals. There was nothing on the road but hengfisk and the snow. As the wind changed direction, the whistling of the fluted battlements at the top of the hill rose in pitch. The monk squinted his bulging eyes up at the walls, then lowered his head. He trudged on through the grey afternoon, the crunch of his footsteps a near-silent drumbeat accompanying the skirling wind. It is no wonder the townspeople have fled to the keep, he thought, shivering. All around him gaped the black, idiot mouths of roofs and walls staved in by the weight of snow. But inside the castle, under the protection of stone and great timbers, there they must be safe. Fires would be burning, and red, cheerful faces. Sinners' faces, he reminded himself scornfully. Damned, heedless, sinners' faces. Would gather around him and marvel that he had walked all this way through the freakish storm. It is Juven month, is it not? Had his memory suffered so that he could not remember the month? But of course it was. Two full moons ago, it had been spring. A little cold, perhaps, but that was nothing to a rimmersman like Hengfisk, reared in the chill of the north. No, that was the freakish thing, of course, that it should be so deadly cold, the ice and snow flying in Juven the first month of summer. Hadn't Brother Langrian refused to leave the abbey, and after all Hengfisk had done to nurse him back to health? It's more than foul weather, brother, Langrian had said. It's a curse on God's entire creation. It's the day of weighing out, come in our lifetimes. Ah, that was well enough for Langrian. If he wanted to stay in the burned rack of St. Hodorun's Abbey, eating berries and such from the forest. And how much fruit would there be anyway in such unseasonable cold? Then he could do as he pleased. Brother Hengfisk was no fool. Naglimund was the place to go. Old Bishop Anodis would welcome Hengfisk. The bishop would admire the monk's clever eye for what he had seen, the stories that Hengfisk could tell of what had happened at the abbey, the unseasonable weather. The Naglamundas would welcome him in, feed him, ask him questions, let him sit before their warm fire. But they must know about the cold, mustn't they? Hengfisk thought dully, as he pulled his ice-crackling robe closer about him. He was in the very shadow of the wall now. The white world he had known for so many days and weeks seemed to have come to an ending, a precipice that vanished into stony nothingness. That is, they must know about the snow and all. That's why they've all left the town and moved into the keep. It's the damnable demon-cursed weather that's keeping the sentries off the walls, isn't it? Isn't it? He stood and surveyed with mad interest the pile of snow-mantled rubbish that had been Naglamund's greater gate. The huge pillars and massive stones were charred black beneath the drifts. 
The hole in the sagging wall stood large enough to hold twenty hengfisks, standing abreast, shoulder to bony, trembling shoulder. Look how they've let things go. Oh, they'll shriek when their judgment comes, shriek and shriek with never a chance to make amends. Everything has been let go. The gate, the town, the weather. Somebody must be scourged for such negligence. Doubtless Bishop Anodis had his hands full trying to keep such an unruly flock in line. Hangfisk would be only too happy to help that fine old man minister to such slackers. First a fire and some warm food, then a little monasterial discipline. Things would soon be brought to rights. Hengfisk stepped carefully through the splintered posts and white-covered stones.